0: happy hour from uptown new orleans and i am april stall filling in for grant morris today happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network it's new when you walk into a bar in new orleans and pull up a bar stool you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limb or out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. Today, we're at Wayfair on Perrette Street. Wayfair is a restaurant and bar serving handcrafted food and spirits with a whole new menu and a radically new Happy Hour. Three Happy Hours... Happy every day from three to six. Everything is half price, drinks and appetizers. Wayfair on Ferret Street. And here we go, we have our special guest here. We have Dane Cialino.
1: How are you? Good. you Good. pronounced that correctly. Good. Great,
0: great. Welcome here to Happy Every Day. Thanks hour. for having
1: me. Yes, yeah, it looks you for like I'm the only one with a drink though.
0: You have a drink, well, you know, this is this is Taylor Richardson and she has yes put away our first drink but that's that's really good it was really 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 good (laughs) thank you for having me thank you for being here taylor and then we have here we have alex malay yes alexander malay he'll be our musical guest this afternoon so um thank you guys all for joining us today and um dane so you are here a legal analyst here in
1: New Orleans, how long have you been I here? I am. Well, how, how long have I been in New Orleans? No, I've been here your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I've been somewhere else for a little while, but I haven't.
0: So, if there was somewhere else that you could be, where would you be going? Well, I, I lived in New York for a
1: while. That was good fun, but that's uh, just a little too busy. But uh, no, no, New Orleans. I love New Orleans. And 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 if you are going to be a legal analyst and you're going to do legal ethics and criminal law, where else would you rather be?
0: Right, I We've know.
1: Lots of criminal law and ethics issues here, so it's good fun for me.
0: Yeah, and it it's really good fun. Are you guys getting in... Do you guys need any criminal criminal cases for yourselves, Taylor? <laughs> Not today, no. Uh,
2: <laughs> ask me later tonight.
1: Alex? <laughs> right.
0: so, um So let's see. So also, you have three children?
1: I do. I do.
0: And so how old are your children?
1: Well not old enough to not ask for money all the time so they are all quite young when it comes to money are you still
0: asking for money from your
3: parents too taylor oh goodness how old are you taylor i'm almost 33
1: oh she's She looks like she's about 18, doesn't she?
3: I get get that all the time, yeah. Hey,
0: Andrew, welcome to the table.
4: Hey, everybody. Sorry I'm late. What did I miss?
0: This is Andrew. We just did our introduction. Beautiful. Yes. Andrew's our co-host for the show today. Let's do
4: it all again. I don't know who anybody is. I'm just kidding. I'll just just figure it out as we go, you know?
0: I know. This is great. This is Alex. Alex is going to be playing for us today.
4: Great. Where are you from, Alex?
2: Uh, Originally from South Florida.
4: Beautiful. Did you say that already? no good we're, we're off to uh, a
2: start we're, we're making progress That's well,
1: good. what is Alex going to play because he doesn't seem to have any instruments
0: ah
2: there's the guitar I over hide there. my instruments
0: <laughs> <laughs> the invisible voice and then we have over here we have Taylor Richardson Taylor you are a marketing manager and SEO guru at Turbo Squid
3: yes Tell us what
0: you're doing at TurboSquid.
3: Well, so TurboSquid is, uh, first and foremost, it's a, an online marketplace for 3D models. So anybody who's in the film industry, or the gaming industry, or architecture, um, gets their 3D models from us. Um, I handle uh, a lot of the marketing communications, and I am mainly responsible for making sure that we're as crawlable, and findable, and rankable by Google as possible. Can oh. we do that for everybody here at the table? Uh, Potentially, yes. (laughs) For a price. For a price.
4: (laughs) That's cool.
1: Yeah. Do you guys use 3D printers by any chance?
3: Um, we have dabbled in that, but that is not a primary like target for us. Well, mm-hmm. so
1: you've already out-jargoned me. What is a 3D model anyway? What are you talking about?
3: So a 3D model, so if you've seen, um, I mean, there, we're in a lot of movies. So a lot of, like, especially like sci-fi movies, will use 3D models of objects instead of like building them out in an actual studio. Uh, it's a lot cheaper. It saves a lot of time. Um, so where a lot of films would have a 3D modeler on staff, instead of doing all of that and wasting all the hours and hours and hours while they build it, they can come to TurboSquid and buy it already built, and then they can customize it themselves. Uh, same with the gaming industry. So everything in a game uh, is really built virtually. So we basically sell them the files that they use uh, in those projects.
1: So like... a flower pot or a dish or something like that is what you're talking about?
3: Absolutely. Everything Uh, from that to spaceships to uh, castles to dragons all of those kinds of things. What about guitars? And guitars. We have a a massive array of guitars.
4: What percentage of the models would you say are meant to be blown up and or burnt or destroyed?
3: Oh, we have a vast array of wrecked and or ruined 3D models. Awesome. What about guitars? vehicles, and guitars. Sorry. And we rank number one on Google, so if you Google any of those keywords, you will see us as number one.
1: Huh. <laughs> and that's your doing, because you don't do any well, of the 3D <laughs> modeling, you do the Googling To aspect. be fair,
3: they've been doing an amazing job long before I got there, ah. but I've, I've come on and I'm definitely supporting the cause and helping us get to 100% awesomeness. Well, and, and,
1: and that's uh, this, this company's based in New Orleans? Yes, we are. And there's all this bad press recently that millennials and, and tech companies don't want to be here anymore.
0: Do you hear that recently?
3: Have, it's annoying. I have heard mm. that. But I think you guys are growing, aren't you? Um, I think, I don't actually, I can't speak to uh, the company and whether it's growing, but I do know that there's more tech companies moving to New Orleans. Um, like we got in exile in the past year or so, and I think uh, Gameloft is also here. So I think the industry is growing, and I think UNO just recently started offering the degree program for it, so we're definitely trying to keep our tech-minded people here at home. Um, instead of having them go off to other, you know, markets right, right. like San Francisco and Seattle. And,
1: and how many people are doing this, modeling and whatnot in New Orleans?
3: Oh, gosh, in New Orleans, I think they all work at TurboSquid. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but internationally, it's actually a, a very, very, very big artist base that we have. A lot of our main models, modelers come from Eastern Europe, actually. There's some very, very, very talented folks out there.
0: What are some of these movies that you were on that you can just come off off the top of your head?
3: Um, oh, my gosh. And I hope they forgive me. if I don't know if we're allowed to... I think we're allowed to say all of them. But I know Guardians of the Galaxy is one that... A recent one that we Because it's out already. Been, yeah. Right. It's out yeah. already. They yeah. did credit us. Uh, we get credits on Jeopardy all the time um, ah. because they use our 3D models for, like, NASA questions, for instance. Hmm. Um, I think we were also in Deadpool... Uh, A little known fact about me
1: is I'm kind of in the movie industry. They actually filmed a Will Ferrell movie at my house last year, two years ago. (laughs) Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. The the movie was quite bad, I will say. It was called Daddy's Home. But but the big part of the movie is Will Ferrell gets on top of a motorcycle and drives it right through my front door. And uh, and they did that all with, not 3D modeling, but with all the, what's the the buzz term? CGI. that's Mm -hmm. it, with the CGI. (laughs) So, uh, so no doors were broken or skid marks left in my living room. Oh, but it looked so like that,
0: and they put the house back together the they way did. that it was. They did. It was It was good fun. That's really good. Are you in the movie industry too, Alex?
2: No, I'm not. No. No.
0: But where are you playing? Where have you been playing recently?
2: Uh, mainly on Frenchman and then a few other places. Uh, Maple Leaf is coming up. Playing Siberia, Ace Hotel. And then I'm also stretching out and doing some festivals, you know, traveling. What's mm-hmm. the band called? My band is called Chops T C H O U P S, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and cool. then I play with a few other bands. Sweet. Yeah. But you have no to... band with you today. No, I wish I'm all <laughs> by myself.
0: <laughs>
5: is
4: it time to hear a tune? Is it too early? Can we do
0: it? Let's hear a tune. You ready?
2: Let's mm, guess we good. Yeah. All yeah, right. Let's do it. All right. You play as well? I yeah, I play as well, yep. Yeah. you have a guitar with you?
4: I don't, oh. no. No, I was uh, caught in traffic and got here as quick as I could. I only brought the beer. The I beer. didn't actually bring the beer. I <laughs> got it from the, the bar. You stuff. know what I mean.
2: I got to pick somewhere in here. There it is. What's this one called? This is called The Road. Cool. <laughs> so I... My whole musical career so far has been mainly playing other people's music. Sure. Playing covers, you know, what people want to hear in bars. Yeah. And as soon as I moved here, I focused on my own music, which mm-hmm. is really refreshing. And here's one of the songs. Mainly what I've been writing has been instrumental, but this is a lyrical song. Cool. Called The Road. And mind you, I usually have 3 other guys playing with me, everybody harmonizing. Beautiful. So, let's see what I can do. part of the song. (laughs) That's how it starts. All part of the show, folks. will take you there that road will take you there that road
4: Nice, dude. Yeah, very nice.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Killer stuff. You, uh, so you said you're playing a lot on Frenchman Street. Is it, uh, are you kind of like doing the, how many nights a week are you playing on Frenchman Street?
2: Pretty much Monday is my only night off. Monday, yeah. But yeah, it's right. The, totally. The
4: Frenchman Street hustle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's killer.
2: Um, the bands I'm playing with there, mainly Jamie St. Pierre. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Honey Creepers. Huh? Yep. And Revival. Okay, yeah. And Dana Abbott.
4: Uh-huh. I know Dana.
2: Great pipes. um, Yeah, I'm playing with Sam Price and the True Believers. That's
4: cool, man. So you're playing guitar for these bands? Yes. That's killer, man. Awesome stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm loving it here.
0: Are you playing tonight?
2: Tonight I'm playing at Cafe Instable, which I've never been to. Uh, That's with Sam Price and True Believers, and that's for a Harvey benefit.
4: Oh, cool. Very
0: cool. Istanbul is a nice spot. Yeah, it is. What what time are you playing?
2: We go on at six. 40. 6.40 Forty. Six Really? Yeah, okay. early. This is yeah. New Orleans, so it's probably gonna be like seven thirty. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah.
4: You gotta get there and hang out for a good hour before you know, you don't wanna you gotta get there and meet everybody and have two drinks and then and then, you know, start up. That's that's about the New Orleans style, you know. New Orleans seven o'clock would be what what's that about eight forty five, something like that. <laughs> yeah. In fact I feel like the later it gets, the longer the lag. You know, if you're going to see the brass band at ten o'clock. It'll start at 11.30, you know?
1: You know, the last time I was at Cafe Istanbul was for a moth storytelling. Have you ever been there for that? I have, yeah. I love that. I mean, that is absolutely outstanding with true. I I wish they would do that more often in New Orleans. Are you familiar with the Bring Your Own event? No, what is that? uh, Similar uh,
4: deal. I think the only difference is they're doing it at different locations each time, and they're also screening the stories. Uh, So they're they're kind of... uh, you know, I, I suppose already getting their all-star cast yeah. together of stories. So similar, and I guess the only thing you're losing is, uh,
1: you know, you'll get some duds, but oh, there was Oh, there's God always duds, yeah. right. Um, but I, I, I made my, my trial advocacy class go. So that's we, cool. All, me and my whole class, 15 students or so, we all went to Cafe Istanbul. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping one of them was going to get... Everybody puts their name into the hat, and then they reach in, and they pull out the storytellers for the night. Right. And uh, none of my students got picked, nor did I, but yeah. it, was, uh, it was just outstanding, the stories.
4: Yeah, I think it's on my bucket list to do one. It's not It's you, not. Do you have a good own. story to you drop in See, that's the thing do I die. don't know. Well, the, each, as you know, each one has a theme. So each one of these moths uh, has a theme going in, and everybody knows what the theme going in is. So let's say it's something like... I remember one was a lost love yeah, or okay, a, sure. something like that. lost right. love. So, you know, people are thinking in their head, oh, do I have an interesting story about a lost love? And, well, you know, let's say 70% of the people going aren't interested in telling a story. They just right. want to listen.
1: Or they went Is there wanting like, to tell a story about their spilled milk or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, and that wasn't the night for that. That's right. Is it
0: right. comedy or also? Well,
1: no, some of the stories are, are quite sad. Some yeah. of them are hilarious. Yeah, but, some of them are super heavy. But sometimes. the their yeah. whole Taylor's range. Taylor's a
0: comedian. I have been. <laughs> is Taylor's a stand-up right? comedian. She actually participated
3: in Hell Yes Fest. Oh, nice,
1: yeah. What is that? I have never um, even heard of it. Well,
3: Hell Yes Fest is put on by the New Movement Theater uh, here in New Orleans every year in October, I believe. Um, I n- Not to correct you, but no. only because stand-up is absolutely terrifying. I <laughs> do not do stand-up, but I do sketch comedy. Uh, I've done improv in the past. Um, they're kind of different schools, like once you kind of get down into the nitty gritty of it. But um, yeah, we were, I was part of, the, of a show called the Disposable Income Freak Show out of the New Movement Theater in Austin, actually. They have a sister location over there. Uh, and we ran the show for a couple of years. Uh, our final show was at Hell Yes Fest this past year, about a guest coming up on a year ago. Um, and it was basically uh, a variety show and like a sketch sort of a thing with um, we tried to stereotype everybody of like the common of like our modern times so we had basic bitch which was me Mm. (laughs) Uh, we had the human Sunday fun day we had uh, the grad school martyr we had a bunch of fun characters like that that kind of spilled their hearts onto the stage in a comedic way Uh, high, high, all about like heightening these absurdity of our situations. And also you all had to in.
1: improv all that or you went there knowing well, that you were going to be the...
3: It was kind of a mix, right? So we had a, a script that kind of that kept evolving because it was broken down into sketches just kind of like Saturday Night Live but we could mix and match and put them in different orders and when we did that and kind of played around with the different combinations of characters and, and flip-flopped characters in certain scenes it created different story arcs every single time that we did that so the show was different every single time that we performed it. It was really great for for being the homegrown uh, production that it was. Um, and so the the script of each sketch was kind of the same, but then once you got comfortable with your, your cast mates, then you could improvise, uh. and kind of find those special moments in the live performance. So that was the magic. Now,
1: I, I'm, a, I'm a law professor, which means I, I would have nothing to do with improv, but in my in the same class, where I make them go to the storytelling, we do improv, and, and I, I've seen nothing gets lawyers better at just public speaking right. than just making them yes. do improv isn't court
4: improv
0: <laughs>
1: well it is yeah. well, <laughs> it, well, it, it, it is but but the thing about the the improv is it just it they stop worrying about the way they look and you they get just out have your to comfort zone you've you got to I mean like if you're gonna be Santa Claus you've got to be Santa Claus yeah. you can't be a half-ass Santa Claus because right. it, it, it looks worse mm-hmm. so Uh, That's the terrific thing for lawyers to do, and and I I guess comics too.
3: Absolutely. Um, I I preach the improv gospel to all of my coworkers, everybody that I've ever worked with, um, because it helps you really embrace the unknown and get Mm. comfortable with it, Mm. uh, which is a muscle, I think, in your brain that you need to exercise and keep warmed up. Because the more in your comfort zone you stay, the more you kind of rely on that safety blanket. And, you know, the, then the magic happens when you are outside of your comfort zone. So, true no. that. Really did, did you start so, by true.
4: taking uh, an improv class?
3: Yeah, actually, the New Movement Theater, uh, which is here in New Orleans and in Austin, uh, they do offer a five-level improv course. They also offer sketch writing. And I think they've started doing some stand-up workshops. But don't quote me on that. But... Um, anybody can take the classes. You can either work for your tuition or you can pay up front a couple hundred bucks per level. Um, but I absolutely think that is one of the most valuable things that's added to my professional skill set. Nice. For sure. Mm-hmm. So recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think
0: everybody should be doing some kind of stand up or improv to get out of their comfort zone. You know, even if it was like to do that or go to like Toastmasters or anything like that to do public speaking. Mm-hmm. It's so valuable in every way. Yeah yeah how do you what do you think about this because you're already in the scene with doing your music and you have your voice on a whole nother level than just speaking
2: yeah one thing uh that relates to this is when you're when i'm not playing music on stage sometimes i struggle with what to say to the audience and connect with them in that way mm-hmm. so uh, i think something like that would definitely benefit banter yeah and yeah that banter and a lot of a lot of People I've seen out here playing are just really good with that, and they know how to work the crowd, and they're they're basically comedians on stage. Mm. Like the things they come up with, just blows my mind and cracks me up. I can't keep a straight face, especially like revival. Those guys. Mm, oof.
1: Well, I mean, I've read all kinds of books on improv to get ready for my class on improv, and there's only really one principle, which is yes and. Mm-hmm. And for you, yes, you, you work as a as a <laughs> radio host. If somebody brings up a topic, you're supposed to say, well, yes, and let's talk about that. Yeah. You're not supposed to say, uh, no, 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 we're, we're not going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're going
1: to talk about something else. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really so many things in life you could just Get much better at by saying yes,
3: and absolutely, it makes you a better person a because better person. it makes you a good teammate. You, mm-hmm. you, if everybody that you ever do improv with is one hundred percent confident that you have their back, they're going to try some really really funny stuff. No, on I stage. don't agree with any of that. You see how you it see? just killed it. Absolutely, we're done.
1: I was totally
4: brewing a, a thought though. Yeah, but but I I think it's. Extremely valuable for creativity, especially for those who aren't. I don't know. I guess when I think about being creative, it's like my little. You know, when you watch the like the Mickey Mouse uh, uh, music video or something, and the lyrics are going under the screen, and the Mickey head is is on each word, right? Uh, right. Yeah. I feel like my Mickey head is behind each word because I'm paying attention to whether or not there was something interesting that just happened that I should store for like lyric writing or was there a pun to be had there or something? I like to be funny. Uh, But it's like improv, it's like your Mickey Mouse head is moving forward and in a way that it's not considering any of your ideas sacred. It's almost like Yes End is a a tool to not try to steer it a certain way with your own ideas. Let your ideas be forward-moving and destroy anything that it does. If it doesn't go that way, you go this way, you know, forward and, and kind of, I, I don't know, maybe I need to take a class to figure it out. But no, you know. I,
3: you're absolutely onto something. I think it's letting go of your ideas yeah. as sacred and yeah. letting them contribute to and, and blend with other people's ideas and yeah. being willing to follow that wherever it goes. Mm.
4: Do you, do you, um, do you have to, because you're working with the same people and over and over again, do you have people that you're like, oh yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're better at this together than other dynamics, so to speak, or or is it just kind of, I don't know.
3: Definitely. I think it's easier to play with people uh, that you are used to improvising yeah. with, yeah. Uh, and they do call it playing, um, uh-huh. because it is like a, all about that headspace that you're kind of in. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, when you get comfortable with somebody, you learn how to set each other up, you know what certain topics that... You know, how, for instance, Dale might feel about certain legal issues. Um, once I know that about him, I can start to tee him up for the perfect kickoff or the perfect joke to oh, kind of send get it all started. home <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, So it does make it more challenging to play with people that you've never um, done a scene with. Yeah. But uh, I think that that's where the training comes in handy is because it teaches you how to get into that headspace where you're completely open to all of those ideas and you're ready to support whatever they come up with. Mm
4: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll see you at the improv class one of these days.
3: All right, we'll see you there. (laughs) Or, Or we
0: can see her at a Renaissance fair. Oh, Yes. Yes. So you are. You're also an archer. Is that what? What, is that right? I yes. And wait. And it's your bow is a Mongolian, Mongolian horse bow. Bow. Wow. Yes. So I was looking that up to know what a Mongolian <laughs> horse bow is, and those things can be like ten, what is it, twenty to one hundred and ten pounds. Do you the pick up 110 pounds oh, no. of this?
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. So what you they're referring I'm,
0: you know, like, she's I'm talking at about
3: the
1: draw weight. Yeah, the draw.
3: Pa- oh. Yes. So when you <laughs> like, actually it doesn't tell you that really it when you're not, not, looking no. at pictures. <laughs> they assume that you are already an archer. Um, no. So what that's referring to is the draw weight. So when you actually uh, pull the string back and you're in your full anchored stance, um, how much weight are you actually pulling with this arm? Uh, It has to do with like the tension between the actual like wood of the bow and the thickness of the string, the tautness of the string, all of those factors come into play. And I don't know the math behind it per se, but I am definitely not that strong. How long have you been doing this? Oh gosh, I think uh, probably three or four years now. Um, And I picked up archery when I discovered the Renaissance Fair because they have Throwing axe ranges and uh, so archery ranges and all kinds of things. Have you
0: been to the Renaissance Fair or no. Festival? I have friends uh, have. Have you?
4: I haven't been, I just keep the Renaissance hearing.
0: Renaissance Festival, oh, oh is they it?
3: are fantastic. <laughs> Everybody's the,
1: dressed in old clothes and whatnot?
3: Well, the fun people are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a Renaissance Fair here in Hammond, Louisiana, that happens I think in November, December every year. Uh, you can go in normal clothes, or you can dress up and go to town. Be a pirate, be a knight, be a Viking, be a ninja. You can even be a stormtrooper if you need to. It's Santa kind of Claus. crossed over. Santa Claus, Santa Claus right. medieval Santa, Santa Claus would be interesting. Definitely. that would be did have yeah.
1: Renaissance ninjas?
3: Well, it's kind of bled into the I cosplay on that. world at this point. Where does <laughs> that but, come like, from? It's changed. <laughs> now it's like a com- Comic-Con. Yeah, kind they, the worlds kind of uh, blend I and see. overlap yeah, yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, right, so there
1: is no theme.
3: Well, there there is. You get into the sub subcultures at that point where you've got the hardcore Rennies that have made their armor mm. by hand, purists, yeah. uh, or they've spent insane amounts of money on it. And then you've got the Comic Con people or, or the the cosplay people who have kind of like discovered Ren Fair recently and they want to bring their nerd culture over there. And I mean, cosplay is costume play. Yes. Ah, yes. I so forgot. people Are who like yeah. Ren, Ren, Ren you know? Fair. Did you say <laughs> Ren yes. Fair? Okay. Renaissance okay. Fair. The, the red bear. Oh yes. It's Taylor, the is there an
4: outfit that goes along with the Mongolian horse bow?
3: Um, I never wear the same outfit twice to fair. No. <laughs> if that answers your question. To fair,
4: you guys going to fair? I like. It. There's so many twice little abbreviations at the I hip know. folks know. are all
3: welcome to join us. We camp for the entire weekend, uh, so we don't go completely rustic. We call it glamping. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I bring mm-hmm. like my Lamping. down
3: comforter and my feather pillows, I like that. and yeah. I set yep. up Lamping. a gypsy tent, and everything is beautiful and lovely. And you wear chainmail and leather armor Sick. and What's i definitely have chain mail i'm at 25 pounds
4: 25 pounds all right short okay. range yes i i i know a little bit about bows because a good buddy of mine we were out in the woods at his little camping uh lodge or you know somewhere in mississippi and we weren't even camping we were playing music actually but he brought his recurve bow Are you familiar with these oh, fred absolutely. bear recurve bows by very any chance similar yeah Oh, man, it was so fun, and I'm left-handed, so so I went online and, like, found my own recurve left-handed bow. Fabulous. I currently own a recurve bow. <laughs> well,
1: what, what, what is the recurve bow? Yeah, it's just, you...
4: uh, I suppose, the recurve, I'm guessing by assumption here, rather than being kind of a C-shape, it's C-shape, uh, it's got curves on each of ah. the limbs, right? So got it. It's, just it's like little... the curly brackets. That's Absolutely. right, yeah. I, I, no yeah. Would, yeah. So, uh, it's so a what beautiful does that bow. Yours you? <laughs>
3: kind of looked
0: like that, though, when I looked is it they're up. They're very, yours very similar. Yeah.
2: Yes.
4: So, uh, what does the recurve do? I imagine it's it's about the tension and... and I can
2: tell you what the Wikipedia says for a recurve bow. <laughs> tell
4: me it. <laughs> okay, tell us.
2: Well, a recurve bow stores more energy and delivers
4: energy more efficiently than the equivalent straight limb bow. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I would guess it means that when you're drawing... You wouldn't have to draw as far to get that 25 pounds on a recurve bow than you would on just a c-shaped bow right I I've, I've
3: never actually shot a c-shaped bow uh, i started on a recurve and then i went to the mongolian horse they're very they're almost identical mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. the details are in like whether or not you have the amenities like a shelf for your arrow to rest on mm-hmm. so i shoot off of my hand actually. oh badass uh, so it like kind of slices you on the way yeah right do you bit. have
4: any protection on your hand or not?
3: um not on this hand i do on this hand damn so the, what
4: you just kind of like
3: If you get sliced up a little bit, that's just kind of part of it.
4: Badass. So do you actually (laughs) shoot the horse bow off of a horse?
3: That is traditionally how it was shot, yes.
4: But you're not doing that at the Ren Fair? I do not
3: own a horse, currently, no. And the Ren
4: Fair would not supply uh, uh, the horse?
3: Oh, I can't imagine the insurance liability issues, right? (laughs) I think Dale could speak to that. Sign (laughs) something, you
4: know? Sign a waiver. (laughs) It'd be cool.
3: So, yeah, you're all welcome to join us for fair, third weekend of November. We'll be camping all weekend and uh, wearing chainmail.
4: Can I bring my recurve?
3: Yeah, b- absolutely, you can.
0: Ooh. I'll wear my chainmail. Can I bring my horse? Absolutely, yeah. you can. And your guitar. Yes, oh, always, definitely. Always.
3: And we drink mead. I don't oh, know if wow, that's a thing. Never had mead? What is
1: that? Is what that is like mead? beer or is it an mm-hmm. ale? What, what is it's
3: it? everything in between. So the, mead is kind of on a spectrum. It, it can be a beer. It can be more beer-like. Um, I have friends actually at Turbo Squid that brew their own uh Tej is what it's called Um, and depending on the ratio of honey to water that you initially put into it and how long you let it age it can also become more like a wine and that is actually what I brew and what I prefer uh, myself and you can add a lot of fruit into it so it can be semi-sweet to sweet uh, but it is honey based and completely fermented so I've never had a hangover from it I'm just saying
1: yeah yeah. Well, you were just drinking an old-fashioned kind of cocktail here, and that was nothing to do with honey and mead. No,
3: it had that? honey it's syrup in it. It, it was looked- a Manhattan. Uh, no, that, I haven't found a bar that serves <laughs> mead here yet, but that is kind of a secret dream of mine, is to kind of peddle some of my home-brewed mead one yeah. day to some of the bars here for but, some of those adventurous drinkers. But it's
4: funny, not you're not the first or second person that I've heard recently mention that they either are or know someone who is making mead. Why is this becoming a, a phenomenon that kids are making mead now?
3: Game of Thrones is it yeah
1: oh i Definitely. see is that what they drink on game of thrones they're drinking wine all the time oh yeah. well
3: yeah 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 I, but i think there uh just the medieval halls. there's
1: a mead hall every now and again
3: right medieval culture i think in general has kind of made a huge comeback game of thrones spearheaded it and then you've got the vikings show you've got all these others so um mm-hmm. renaissance fairs have gotten really really popular in the last five years or so so i think that's kind of part of the revival of it it's delicious stuff you should give it a try sometime. I like that
4: we're coming full circle too we, we started with the friars making or whoever was making mead and and then we got to like these high gravity you know uh, uh, small batch beers and now we're all the way back to the beginning where the, the hipster kids are saying I don't want to pay for a six dollar can of beer I'm going to mix some honey and water together and wait a while. Exactly.
3: (laughs) And you glamping. Exactly. (laughs) It's so much cheaper to spend a weekend at fair than it is to just live at home and and feed yourself.
4: There's something to the simpler... Uh, recipe which I'm sure this mead recipe is. Mm-hmm. Wait, what,
1: what what is it? It's honey and water and sugar and you have to put some yeast or something you in? You don't it?
3: actually have to add any sugar. The honey has oh, all of, of course, the sweetness. Of course, of so course. So it's honey but and water in different ratios. Uh, you add the yeast. That's a basic Tej right there. Or I think there's some herbs that go into it for a traditional Tej recipe. But the basic, basic mead is those three ingredients, and then you get fancy when you add different fruits to it. Like I've done a raspberry, I've done uh, friends of mine have done like cinnamon and vanilla and nice. peach and pear. All, you can go crazy with it. Oh. It's so fun.
4: I hope this Christmas a friend gives me you know, because you get some you know, I like to pickle pickles or, or you know, pickle things for Christmas gifts. I hope a friend gives me some mead this year. That's what I hope. I hope somebody's out there brewing some mead as Christmas gifts.
3: Your chances are much higher if you come to fair. In oh November. right! I need to make some friends at the
4: at the Ren Fair. Yeah. See, hmm. my
1: friends and I bought a, a still once, and we decided we were going to be uh, distillers in our backyards. And right. then somebody got on the Wikipedia just uh, like earlier. We realized that we all might go to jail. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, so we sold our still. What an amazing Aww. thing! Yeah that you're not allowed. It's a little, isn't that ridiculous. It's kind of do a thing. Why can you make the mead and wine and beer at home but you cannot you can't distill liquor. They do it on mash. Amazing. I mean
3: <laughs> what I what I'm doing might be illegal. I didn't actually look it up first. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> well, at least you
0: have an attorney that can represent you and that's sitting here at well, the, the table. The one who
1: didn't have to look at the Wikipedia to realize that it was <laughs> yeah. a crime to have a now you have can a find still.
0: More. <laughs> right.
4: Amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's just the alcohol content, right? You get above a certain level, and then you are not allowed. That is wild.
5: Yeah. Hmm.
4: I'll just drink a lot more mead. What do you say to that, <laughs> coppers? <laughs> yeah, <You know>? exactly. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. That's wild. And it's it's disappointing, too, because that sounds amazing to make your own white lightning and then turn, turn it into whiskey or something.
1: Well, for the mead, it sounds like you don't need any kind of fancy equipment. You can make it in a... Bucket.
3: basically right, you just yeah, need perfect. a big stock pot and some carboys like some glass carboys to store it in while it ferments and then glass you bottle who? it. carboys so they're like, like a carboy. giant glass jugs with like a little oh, yeah. neck up oh, top and yeah. that's what you kind of age your so you can learn like all kinds of lingo gallons. here today I know, thanks right?
1: for having me to learn all this lingo
3: <laughs> i
4: didn't have a carboy i just mix it in my bathtub i haven't showered in <laughs> <for> months
0: <laughs> it just reminds me of the recipe of kombucha Mm-hmm. You know, like very similar to that. Yeah. But they have this thing called a scoby that goes inside and it's a bacteria that continues to grow. Have you made kombucha? Oh no, but kombucha? I've yeah, we
4: we've we've had bucha people on the on the show, so I, I've heard heard about the fermented tea.
0: Everybody's action. making their own stuff now. That's right. Yeah. It's good
3: yeah. I'm really hoping that the economics of homemade stuff start to tilt more in the favor of the people making them because right now it's still I think more cost effective to buy mass produced mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Um, but my hope with this movement is that more uh, makers will actually be able to like that there will be more demand for homemade goods whether mm. that's booze whether that's clothing or art music especially
0: yeah. so are you making your own clothes are you crocheting your own clothes um I don't do I you garments
3: as much, but <laughs> I do. I have been crocheting for about ten years. That was something I picked up in Texas. Um, I have gone three D with it. I have even recently dabbled in trying to crochet certain math equations. That's a thing. Huh. Yeah. Have um, you crocheted any
0: ba- bathing suits or
3: anything? I've not actually done it. Um, I've looked at it. I've looked at it, but. Um, th- Crochet is an interesting thing because it's not practical for every type of item out there. Um, so I started recently branched off more into embroidery. Um, but any kind of fiber arts are really interesting to me. Mm. I think it's cool that you can turn a piece of string into a piece of clothing or a blanket or a three-dimensional object. You know, to hold things. Uh, it's one of those like post-apocalyptic skill sets. Nice.
4: That, yeah. I I um I like the idea of what, what did you call it? Fiber.
3: Fiber arts.
4: Fiber arts, that's nice. Yeah. So here's here's my deal. I'm um, I'm going to make a new record soon, and I need artwork for it, right? Okay. So I've been thinking about what mediums aren't usually used. There's this great Dr. Dog record, and it looks like some element of fiber arts, if you will. There's something sewn into this picture that you're looking at, which is clearly ink on paper, but it's a picture of something sewn. Okay. And I like this idea of using something else besides Photoshop or even just a good camera to mm-hmm. capture what we all know to be like album artwork. You know, we've seen millions of album covers, right? But rarely do we see anything that isn't a photograph, a drawing or Photoshop, you know, or some, right. some, some sort of graphic design. I like the idea that you could use some other medium. Nobody take this idea. I'm not talking. Never mind. Let's forget about this. Everybody forget. Never mind. Let's move we'll on. Talk well, got a record What'd you guys out eat? Too. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you guys eat for dinner? Nothing. Let's talk about something else. I need
0: some album work. When is your When is your record coming out?
2: Um, I wish I didn't say that because now. Oh, now, now, you're the on the on the wow. now you're on the spot. Now you're on
0: the spot. I gotta We're all do buying it. it. It's
2: <laughs> maybe about two months from now. It'll be ready.
0: Good. Cool. Cool. Good. We'll hold you yeah. accountable for that. Is this your first uh, <laughs>
4: uh, original music uh, record? Would you say? Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, it is. Do you have a name for it?
2: No, not yet. We're still working on that.
4: Maybe we'll find it today.
2: Thinking about calling it 721, which is the address of the house that I lived in when I wrote the songs.
4: What's the name of the street?
2: Uh, 6th Street. It's well, of Between Chapatulas and Magazine. Chapatulas and Magazine. 6th Street. 6th Street. Okay. Just thinking. Just brainstorming <laughs> here.
3: Are you recording in a, a studio or at home?
2: Uh, a little hybrid of both. Okay. Yeah.
4: Which studio did you use?
2: It's all home studios. Okay, cool. It's yeah.
4: yeah. a good wow. way to do it. Do it yourself these days, y'all. Mm-hmm. Spotify, yeah. Pandora—they're all no. taking yeah. money, so yeah. you might as well.
3: How do you deal with all the background noise? Because I know yeah. I a few good other question. people around town that do recording stuff, and they have to—they have an issue with soundproofing.
2: Yeah, sometimes I embrace it. I like it. Oh. It kind of adds that ambience. And, fills up the space you know sometimes i don't like that really dry you know polished up empty sound but sometimes i do so it depends on the song i think i think that's right i think i
4: think the general human listener isn't turned off by that sort of thing you know whatever that word authenticity or whatever that is if it really is coming from a you know a, a good place and it's a good performance and it's a good song subjectively speaking to the listener I don't yeah. care whether or not there's some urban static in there you know.
1: well right now we've got yeah. lots of urban static behind us that's is right you gonna, are you going to yeah. do another song or is he going yeah. yeah. to yeah to do another song that's the only song voice? I know <laughs> oh well there it was it was, it was excellent it's going to be a good album
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you ready to play
2: uh, I could. That's the only lyrical tune I have ready. Right on, okay. Th- that's mine, but How I can an sing another someone else's Oh, song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Cool.
0: Cool.
2: yeah, this is an old song from John Lee Hooker. Oh, sick. That the Allman Brothers redid. All right. Oh, I redid. It's called Dimples. see you every day. I see you every day. You're my babe. I got my eyes on you. I love the way you walk. I love the way you walk. I love the way you talk. You're my babe. I got my eyes on you. switch, I love the way you switch, I love the way you switch, you're my babe, I got my eyes on you, you got temples on your jaw.
4: imagine if you're, you're playing these Frenchman Street gigs, a lot of them can be long-winded, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of time to fill up your... Uh, so where do you lean when it comes to the, the cover elements? Do you uh, do you have certain artists that you gravitate toward?
2: Um, the Frenchman scene, I'm, I'm pretty much playing other people's tunes. Oh, I see. Just guitars for other people, I see. Yeah, but it's, so- it's cool. Uh, compared to what I'm used to in South Florida, where you play a lot of songs short just the way they meant they were recorded, the way everyone wants to hear them. Here, the bands know how to stretch songs mm-hmm. out and really throw dynamics in there. and Especially when people are taking solos, they really you know highlight the player, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know of, and they, they start off really slow and build it up. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so, yeah. so
4: this, this upcoming album, this will be kind of your first foray into uh, kind of going it alone or, or trying your own project. Obviously, you know it's your first recording, but you're not you're not playing live so much with that project, is that right?
2: Yeah, we do about once a month, once a month. Yeah, cool. I'm not trying to oversaturate yeah. too much, you once know, and oh, you know, they're always there, but our next gig is going to be at Bank Street Bar October 7th, mm-hmm. Saturday. Killer. Cool. And Bank
0: then Street. you're doing a tour, aren't you? Are you doing your first tour through Florida?
2: We we already finished that was with Sam Price and the True Believers. We did a six-stop tour from Pensacola down to the Keys and the back up. Nice, where'd you play in the Keys? Green Parrot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the spot.
0: Did you play there too?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I mean,
4: when I when we saw the hurricane coming, that was, you know, we're just rooting for John and the Green Parrot and just hoping that it would be okay. How did he make out? Did
1: you go look Yeah, no, I,
4: you know, I hadn't emailed him to check in. I'm sure he's got a lot of things going on, but I checked their Facebook pretty religiously to, to see, you know, but it, uh, Facebook had nothing but positive things you know they said they were waiting for power to get back on but you know it was all in the up and up we're all good everybody who stayed is good and, and we're looking forward to getting back to business next week I think was the word last week so I you know I uh, I'm pumped for them and I'm selfishly pumped because we have a gig there in December that I'm, I'm glad to see that will likely stay on And but you know it, it, the Keys uh, well Key West specifically it's kind of like Duval Street is their Bourbon Street, you know, their mm-hmm. main tourist trap addiction, or you know, and uh, and and that's what brings money to the place. But but there's so many other off the beaten path elements, and the Green Parrot is truly the only place that uh, that is uh, celebrating original music. And uh, without the Green Parrot, there would only be cover bands going to uh, to Key West. So, yeah. Uh, Who, who's your band? Who do you play? Uh, my name's Andrew Duhon, and I just go under my name, songwriter, you know, sort of thing. Yeah.
2: You guys playing anywhere local?
4: Yeah, we'll be at DBA tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday, mm, can't remember the date. It's a podcast. Who cares? It's probably <laughs> the
5: Um
4: But yeah, the tomorrow. The 21st. <laughs> that's right. 21st. Uh, what time? Uh, 10 o'clock. Come on out.
2: I'm, at, I'm with Revival yeah. Till 10. All right. I'll put you on the, the
4: list. Come on by, dude. So I'll right. be and there.
1: Andrew, you're not going to play anything for us? I mean, you could borrow his guitar. It's sitting well, right there. Well,
4: that, that's presumptuous. Can so I you said guitar? you're left-handed. Oh, no. I, well, that's true. But the thing is, I played <laughs> baseball and golf left-handed and as a kid, and I hated going into the pro shop and just looking at a wall of gloves <laughs> and knowing that I could use two of them, you know? So when it came to guitars and seeing all these beautiful guitars on the walls at music stores, I just I just asked some guy who worked at the music shop, dude, do I really need to play a left-handed guitar? And he's like, oh, no man, you, may like, you, you could just do the right-handed thing. And that's what I did, yeah. and honestly, I mean, the dexterity, you know, my left hand is the one that's fretting the guitar, right? And my yeah. right hand is strumming, and I like finger picking more, uh, but but yeah, I, I, I think it Gave me a little bit of a leg up to start because the hard stuff is is fretting That's some the of the bar chords, that yeah. left hand stuff, and
2: you know I'm left-handed also. No kidding, yeah. I, I write with my left hand, but right. I play righty. My dad wouldn't let me learn lefties. Like, smart, Someday smart you're not man. gonna have a guitar. That's Someone's right. Someone's gonna have a righty, and you won't be able to play with. You know, Case in point. Which
1: means you can play his righty guitar. This That's is true yeah. if he doesn't mind. Yeah, I do sure. Not mind.
2: This yeah. is actually a friend's that uh, I'm borrowing. Oh mine, yeah. I restrang mine on the way here, and it broke. Nice. Uh, One was? of the pegs So I had to borrow
4: this well, to, to whoever your, your friend is Thanks for letting us Borrow your thanks, guitar Thanks Miguel <laughs> Alright I usually like to play Something new on this show But I've Been on the road a little bit And don't have anything new At the moment So I'll Play something old This is a song That I wrote The day a friend of mine's Mother asked me Why I didn't write More songs about Jesus True story
5: She was the prettiest thing that they'd ever seen in a small town run on guide and gasoline Well they marveled at her green eyes and her curls But in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl Well, they wore that Bible belt just a little too tight Down a one-way street with only one street light So to take it right, you had to go the wrong way first Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl Got a car with a boy. Got a car with a cigarette. Yeah, Jesus might forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget. Yeah, well she was everybody's gossip. Everybody prayed for her. Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. She grew up fast, and she hiked up her Sunday gown. And the high school boys learned fast that they should hang around. Cause in the small town nights, the only thing going down was her. Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. They were looking through their Bible, she was looking through a magazine Locked them black and white and she loved them in between But those looks she got were more than she deserved Lord, in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl Got a call with a boy, got a call with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus might forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget Yeah, well, she was everybody's guy, so everybody prayed for her Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl took the hand of a black boy and they ran away the day she found out she was three weeks late she knew that town would never love her baby girl but in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl she got caught with a boy, got caught with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus might forgive him, but the preacher's never gonna forget Yeah, well, she was everybody's God, so everybody prayed for her Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl That girl was born Prettiest thing her mother'd ever seen In a busy hospital On a busy street Should've seen her hazel eyes Brown skin and curls All but to
4: everybody
5: else She was just another beautiful girl
4: Nice. Thank you. That was
0: really nice.
4: Thanks, everybody. <laughs>
0: that was wonderful. Will you be playing that song um, tomorrow night?
4: I will. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Actually, I, I play that at most shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike most of my other songs. No, I, I'm I'm now. do you always now. do it
1: just solo guitar? Do you ever? Do no. It? No. I got a,
4: a trio. It's a, a upright bass and a small cocktail drum kit. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of the standard three-piece band. Yeah. There's Good not too time. many of those around here. Really. You think?
2: It doesn't seem like... Well, maybe like jazz.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean like generally three-piece... Uh, yeah, I you know, love three-piece bands. Dig, so. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I got some some friends for sure, but but I guess they get out of town a little bit and they play, like you said, you don't want to over-exhaust the market. Um, but um, there's... You know, you, maybe you're right. Come to think. I mean, I, I have songwriter friends who who do the three piece, but not all the time. They they might be like four piece or five piece, quite a bit. I'm still looking for the right key player to make it a four piece, but then again, stay small, keep it all, you know what I
3: mean? (laughs) (laughs) I have kind of a question about, like, being a musician in New Orleans. Do you find that there is, that it's extra tough for you not playing stereotypical New Orleans music, or do you find that there's a demand for some diversity there?
5: Good question.
2: Um, it's a little bit of both, you know. Sometimes you just got to learn what they want you to learn, and there's a lot of New Orleans-based music that I'm playing that I had to learn since moving here. And I love new- learning new stuff, and it's already rubbing off in my playing. Hmm. So I
4: think I think Frenchman Street has been um, the epicenter of New Orleans creativity uh, for a long time, and maybe I'm being generous today because. Since Katrina, there is certainly this uh, fervor of the tourists to find the most authentic thing, and that led them to Frenchman Street. But I think it's led Frenchman Street to become more touristy, you know, is the best way I can put it. And, um, and uh, you know, so I, I'll, I'll give you DBA as an example. The uh, I know that tomorrow night we'll sell... A good amount of tickets, because there will be people who have never heard of us who are just going to show up and see the show, uh, but when when I play a slower tune that I appreciate the lyrics of and i 'm trying to tell a story, there might well be some <laughs> folks who are interested in dancing, and I might disappoint them you know, yeah. with, with like the fact that i'm i 'm telling a story instead of like really laying down the groove um, right. so. Yeah, maybe there's a challenge there in not fitting the the postcard uh, mold. But there's also a a nice um, element uh, of of being from this place that seems to, by osmosis at least, uh, give to its creatives. People who create here uh, inevitably gain something from this place. Uh, they're not just painters or artists in this city. They the city uh inspires them for sure. And and so in that way when you head out of town, you know, and go across the pond or something and you put a flyer in a pub that says New Orleans songwriter, people are intrigued by that, you know, so you can you can certainly reap uh the rewards of, of uh being from this place in that way, you know. So
0: do you think people still have the same effect on attorneys?
1: People, people what
0: now? They have the same the same questions for attorneys. Have, like, they have that pot.
1: Oh,
4: jeez. You <laughs> mean do you not work on DUI cases in New Orleans? Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> is that the idea?
1: No, that would be, that's that's big business here in New Orleans. But, uh, I don't I don't do any of that. Though I train lawyers who do that, I, am, I imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I was just sitting here reflecting about how Frenchman Street is the center of creative New Orleans. I don't ever go to Frenchman Street because I'm a 53-year-old law professor, so mm-hmm. it probably is a place that I need to go see. You should, <laughs>
4: but, yeah. I, but I will see, yeah. say that it is, it's, it is and always has been, I'm sure. It's changing, and I, I don't know that it's still... There's so many interesting things happening in the Maroney and the Bywater and even the Ninth water Ward further, further on. There's a lot of... Uh, The finger of the pulse, I think if you listen to WWOZ and some of the events that someone pops in to to promote uh, on there, there's a lot of interesting things going on, and I don't know that Frenchman Street is quite the yield of uh, what it used to be. I think there's a lot of people capitalizing on the tourist dollar down there a little bit more than epicenter of creativity, so to speak.
1: Well, both of you guys there must be a good place. Right on. Thanks for that. Absolutely.
0: There is definitely always something going on in New Orleans and down in Frenchman Street. So you can get out of the house. You can go see some comedy or play archery and get down to DBA this week and go hear Alex and hear Andrew as well. So we can all get out of the house and do that. Let's give a shout out to our sponsors today brought to us today by basic swim and gym a full range of fashion swimsuits workout and yoga clothes with style bikinis one-piece cover-ups everything you need for beach and poolside is at basic swim and gym right next to the lingerie store basics underneath on magazine street near jefferson avenue by hangover destroyer the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover Go to the Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. Credits go to producer Graham DuPont, associate producers Alice Moon, and myself filling in for Grant Morris today, music director Christian Unra, music producer Jean Valois, technical director Thomas Walsh today's show engineered by Joe Schreiner live feed directors Asher Griffith and Andrew theme music was written by and is played by Mitch Foreman if you'd like to be on the show drop us a line our address is in our website check out our other happy hours and other shows out to lunch with Peter Rashuti live at Commander's Palace and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker you can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at It's Acadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other times sucking social media on all of the we're It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and our Facebook page. These photos are taken today by Allison Moon. If you're listening to this on your podcast app, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps us find that helps other people find out. Recorded live today at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown New Orleans, Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhan, everyone around the table here at Wayfair, and back at our office in INO Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm April Stolf. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour.